millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many pages and fake accounts have been taken down by Facebook Philippines this week in what it's calling coordinated inauthentic behavior. Among the accounts, some allegedly linked to the police and the military. And those aren't the only entities that have found themselves in trouble with Facebook. The social media giant is banning live music on its platform. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robe Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Barona. It's September 25. Ito ang Teka-Teka, balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Teka-teka, before we proceed with this newscast, just a reminder, if you're listening to Teka-teka, chances are you're aware of Puma Podcast. And if you're a follower of Puma Podcast, please be aware we have now put Teka-teka on its own channel. So if you are a news junkie and gusto niya lang mag-concentrate sa mga newscast na ginagawa natin, you can follow Teka-teka on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. So you can still follow Puma Podcast for all the different podcasts we're doing, but you can also follow Teka Teka. Rob, this isn't the first time Facebook Philippines has taken down pages. The first mass takedown involved troll networks. And if I remember right, the name of Nick Gabunida, President Duterte's social media strategist during his electoral campaign, figured prominently that time. That's right, Indai. And something to take note here. They have gone to great lengths to emphasize that what they are acting against is behavior, not content. So this is what they're referring to when they call it coordinated inauthentic behavior. But let's also emphasize why they're emphasizing behavior and not content. Because remember, that is an American company. They are concerned about First Amendment rights in the United States. And that has implications as well for free speech and press freedom in the Philippines. So they're being very careful not to categorically be perceived as acting against content that will bring up a lot of questions about being political, about how they make those choices, who's making those choices, and would that run up against constitutional guarantees of free speech. So, ang ini-emphasize sila dito, they're going after what they're calling essentially fake behavior, fake engagement. In any case, we asked Dave Sayat to look further into this. Alright, so we all know that there's a lot of false information on Facebook. The social media giant has received a lot of backlash for their failure to address this issue, which is why they have started to regularly publish their takedown reports this year. This week, Facebook said that they took down more than 150 fake accounts, 11 pages, 9 groups, and 6 Instagram accounts sharing news in the Philippines because of what they called Coordinated Inauthentic Behavior or CIB. 
As Facebook puts it, CIDs are fake engagements, which include anything from using fake accounts or misrepresentation to artificially boosting the popularity of a post. It's essentially a list of online behaviors that violate Facebook's community standards. Facebook says that these accounts violate their policy against foreign or government interference. Sabi rin nila na yung activities na ito originated from China and was focused on the Philippines and Southeast Asia, although some were linked to the Philippine military and police. Hindi binigay ng Facebook yung listahan ng mga accounts na tinanggal, pero most of them were content like supporting President Duterte and his daughter's potential run in 2022, support for Donald Trump, and posts na nagre-red tag ng mga activists. Now, it's important to note that these takedowns are not exclusively against pro-Duterte accounts. This is a product of Facebook's internal efforts to ensure that accounts and pages follow their community standards. So hindi lang to pagbantay at pag-moderate ng behavior, but also content and intellectual property. Sabi ni Nathaniel Gleischer, Facebook's head of security policy, that they share their findings with law enforcement and policymakers to continually root out these abuses. Maraming salamat, Dave Sayat. Now, let's stay with Facebook. Let's talk about something else the tech giant is looking to do in the coming days. Facebook, as well as its other platform, Instagram, say they are adding new restrictions on music live streaming. It's not an outright ban per se, but it will definitely have an impact on musicians, artists, DJs, or any organization that uses the platforms for live music performances. Exactly, Ron. Kasi ang performing arts talaga, especially the music industry, ang tinamaan dito sa COVID lockdown natin. Mm-hmm. So hindi lang supply side, demand side, which is us. We all know we've turned to social media, to entertainment, including music, for our wellness, for our mental well-being. Macy Hoven is our resident music nerd dito sa Puma Podcast. She is currently working on an upcoming music history podcast, a Puma Podcast original. We asked her to look into this story, and for that, she spoke with Tina Arceo Dumlao, who is the host of Ox Lang. That is the music podcast naman of The Inquirer, which is powered by Puma Podcast. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Inday. Starting October 1, bawal na nga ang copyrighted music in videos on Facebook and Instagram kung wala kang authorization. Maski sa live broadcasts, bawal din ito gamitin, mapa-verified man ang account mo o hindi. To be clear, pwede pa rin daw gumamit ng copyrighted music sa stories, short clips, or when filming traditional live performances. Pero sa iba pang videos, baka i-mute, i-block, o i-remove na to ng Facebook. Now, what does this mean for musicians? O kahit yung mga mahilig mag-post ng covers sa Facebook? I asked Tina Arceo Dumlao, journalist at author ng libro tungkol sa OPM. And host of the podcast, Oxlang. Two things that will happen is uh, kung takot man sila sa Facebook that it will be cut, the best thing that they can do, they said, was to concentrate on playing their own music. It will be a good thing for OPM because it will encourage uh, artists to rely on their own music to get their audience. So, problema yan, for example, sa mga DJs because, of course, they do not make their own music. They only play or mix uh, music of somebody else. Actually, hindi lang DJs. 
pati tayo apektado. Kung gumagamit man tayo ng music na hindi atin sa mga travel videos natin, kung nagpapatugtog tayo ng Spotify playlist in the background habang nagla-live, so what do we do? Here's Tina again. So, ang choice nila siguro, either, you know, they play their own music, or if they do play the music of other people, they'll have to pay. But the issue of the payment has not yet been resolved. Who will pay and who will collect? And then, paano naman na malalaman ng Facebook kung bayad ka nga? So, sa akin, medyo mahirap pa siya maintindihan talaga. We will know, I guess, on October 1. Habang wala pang clear guidelines on paying for copyright, for now, hanggang original at public domain music na muna tayo. Maraming salamat, Macy Hoven. Catch our podcast series with Inquirer Oxlang on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Now, here's an interesting story. You know how in our last episode in Dai, pinag-usapan natin best practices ng countries who are slowly reopening their doors and businesses? Well, in London, they found a way to keep their train stations clean, notwithstanding social distancing and public health protocols in the time of COVID. Ako nga nabasa ko yan, Rob, eh. Aliw na aliw nga ako, eh. Ito ba yung mga robots na nakaka-detect ng COVID? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, intriga rin ako dyan. Anyway, here's the story. Let's have a listen. So in the present climate, it's quite difficult to keep this station clean at high touch point areas. So what the new technology will allow us to do is have our staff focusing on the high touch points so that the automatic machines can then go and clean the mundane areas. Um, and that allows us to ensure that we're doing exactly what we need to do in the, say, in the current climate. So the robots work by um, moving into a room and automatically mapping out a room and then undertaking a route round the room the most effective cleaning um, and quick and effective routes for disinfecting the uh, either room or area that they're in. That was Jane Newton. He's the head of stations engineering and operations for High Speed One. So, para siyang robot vacuum, pero mas malaki at ang gamit ay ultraviolet light. Kaling naman. May bagong podcast na nirelease this week. It's called Sa Fish my forever. We are doing this in partnership with Rare Philippines, that's a conservation NGO promoting responsible fishing within municipal waters. I, for one, am very excited for this because, alamo Inday, all the interviews and ambient sound, they were captured by locals in fishing communities. Nakakatuwang marinig mga kwento nila. It sounds great. Basta dagat, anything dagat, okay ako dyan. Also, because we seldom hear the voices of our fisher folk capturing the sounds around them, not just their own voices, they really invite us into their world. This is one reason why we really, really love podcasts. Now, in this episode, they talk about our seafood diet. Specifically, they discuss the journey of the fish from sea to plate. Here's an excerpt of Mang Roberto giving us pro tips on how to sell fish. Kailangan magsumayaw ka talaga ng customer dahil yung customer, pumapasok yan, naghanap ng sariwang isda. Kaya ang ginagamit ko dito, uh, killer locks, at tingnan mo yung mata, kailangan nakabihis ka ng maayos, yung paligid mo malinis. Catch this episode and ang title ng series, remember, Sa Fish May Forever, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. 
Now, you know what time it is kung nakikinig ka sa teka-teka. Tingnan natin kung alam nyo kung sino ang nagsasalita dito. A lawmaker said this during budget briefings for the COMELEC. I've been hearing in my district, the businessmen, the the old people, they're saying maybe they will just not vote. I'm not saying to do it, just, just consider it. Friends, if you know who is speaking and what we're talking about, message us on our Teka Teka Facebook page. At were you able to name that tune in our last episode? September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Bilis talaga ng panahon. Rab, tapos na September. Halos. Mm-hmm. To be precise, we're moving from the Burr months to the final quarter of 2020. Malapit na ang Pasko, Inday. Start the countdown. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our new podcast. Muli, ako po si Robby Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Parona. Teka Teka, like Puma Podcast, is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by executive producer Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillian. With reports from Dave Sayat and Macy Hoven. Maraming salamat po. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.